But you have no right to call me a murderer. You have a right to kill me. But you have no right to judge me. But you have no right to judge me. Cities and the Return of the Oaf. Absolutely. Welcome, everybody, to Real Deal Media's number one late night show, World at War. I'm your late night host, who is still viable, still alive, still breathing, and my pulse is well intact. Dean Ryan here. It is glad to be back here. Is uh, We are now entering a new phase of this pandemic war where the Plandemic, plan riot hoods are, are now kind of festering into their own grown just metamorphosis as cities and the violence that's within are just on the uptick in a very frightening proposition as we now go into the 2024 season. Uh, it is a lawlessness that is now engulfing the Western world. Uh, we read about these things every single night, just in Germany alone, and I can't cover it all. So that's right. Uh, tonight's episode is called The Lawless Cities and the Return of the Oaf. The Oaf and the Oaf as in Fetterman. Yes, he's back in the news. And yes, my prayers were answered. He is back. And I cannot wait uh, as we uh, start covering that. But we also have a lot of things to get to. And joining us, too, very soon in our Real Deal Politics is the return of the Fetzer. So a lot of returns tonight. Return of the Oaf, Return of the Fetzers. There's just a lot of returns, a lot of movie titles, aren't there? Uh, so Jim's, uh, Jim's going to be joining us to talk about uh, the politicos of the day. But uh, we also have some other things in the international world as the heating up of censorship due to anti-Semitism is now on the rise. Benjamin Netanyahu has, uh, well, he's making a real stink about it. Yes, he is making a real stink. Also, also uh, joining us for that will be not just Benjamin Netanyahu, but uh, Ronald McDonald, as McDonald's now, is now lifting the minimum wage to $20. That's really, really interesting. But as we're saying that, uh, now Matt Gates, who is destined to be uh, governor of Florida, he has a thing or two to say about that uh, limp-wristed oaf himself, Kevin McCarthy, 
just a whole bundle of things. It's all mishmashed everywhere because that's where the world is going. Uh, in addition to that, uh, yes, some more Germany news. But now the U.S. says they have a new do not travel list. We're going to be dissecting that in the uh, real deal fashion as we do it. Uh, also, we're going to be covering the ongoing scandals of Russell Brand and the very designed takedown in the Me Too revisited movement. Uh, they're trying to uh, rehash on him. And uh, as the Real Deal Showbiz tells us, also bombshell, a bombshell study, this is coming out of Natural News, we'll be getting to later as Palooza is back. We're going to be talking about the new round of miracle jabs and what did the Natural News Lab and all the Mike Adams henchmen, what did they find out? What's in these things as the new rollout is destined to begin? Plus a, a woe man story that's actually a positive one. That I can tell you. That I can tell you. Okay, so here it is. Uh, let's get started. But before we do, we are broadcasting live now on The Real Dean Ryan over there on Facebook, as well as Dean Ryan TV in the real Dean Ryan on Twitter. And what else am I missing? Okay. Uh, Brighteon. Yes, absolutely. Brighteon. We are the guinea pigs over there as well as a rumble. Absolutely. Indeed. Okay. Uh, just before I do, before I forget tomorrow, now tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, I will be live wickedly early uh, covering the Canadian Bit huge protests all over the country in Canada. Uh, I was summoned to do this by Aaron Cates himself. Uh, so I will be live tomorrow starting, I believe, at uh, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning. So uh, I'm going to be a, a real happy camper tomorrow. You don't want to miss that all over all of our platforms tomorrow morning. So I just want to get that out of the way. Okay, let's get started with a little bit of the real deal headlines that are gracing the newspapers all around the world and in your neck of the woods. Okay, so this is a quite dashing, and that's a word I don't use often, but this time I mean it. Now, the day after January 5th, and get this now, Ray Epps, Ray Epps, the myth, the folklore, the legend of the FBI, FBI hallways, he's now being charged. Let me tell you about this. This is stunning. Well, now Ray, uh, Ray Epps, excuse me, Ray Epps is now being charged with rioting during the day after January 5th riots after Tucker Carlson now claimed he was an FBI plant who incited the unrest. You see what they're doing here? I'll explain in a minute. Epps has now finally been charged, they say, of over his involvement in the Capitol riots of 2021. The delay in the case led to conspiracy theories, and we hate those around here, that he was an FBI plant. Well, his charges come two months after he filed a lawsuit against Fox News. Now, he has been uh, charged with disorderly and disruptive conduct in connection with the riots that we also remember. Now, the 61-year-old Epps is now charged by the DOJ for his involvement in the what they're calling the U.S. Capitol fracas. He's been charged also with a misdemeanor count of disorderly disruptive conduct. Yes, we understand. What, what was he, just urinating outside and they give him a ticket? This is ridiculous. So, yeah, Ray Epps, who was leading the charge, he was saying he was very gung-ho about it. We all remember that. Uh, now, here's what I believe is happening here. And before I do, let me just take a uh, sip of our new mug. 
for the new fall collection. A little uh, product placement there. But uh, this is what uh, they're doing, and we've seen this happen before, that they're charging him with a little slap on the wrist in order to uh, demystify and uh, disseminate any whispers of that he's an informant. So they put their own in jail. Where have we seen this before? Yeah, if you haven't guessed it, yeah, we've seen this with uh, the, the likes of people like Pete Santilli in the Bundy case. Oh, how can he be a fed? He's not. Yeah, yeah. They put their own. They burn their own. Happens all the time. Ain't that right, Pete? So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, impeding, disrupting. I'm sure he's just going to uh, get to as far as a parking ticket. He's the bastion, the poster child over there at the 60 minutes. Uh, he can get his camera time when he wants, as he wants. And that's the plus side, they say, of being an FBI informant. Because you know why? Crime does pay when you're on the wrong side of history. In the meanwhile, uh, moving on from that, moving on from that, uh, because Ray Epps, it, it just it amazes me how many people have suffered because of that event. And this guy gets a slap on the wrist. I can't believe it. It's very disheartening and uh, it, it never seems to end. Anyways, let's continue on now. As this now, the DOJ, when they're not tired of going after Ray Epps and everybody connected to that dreadful day in history, well, now they're going after Elon Musk again. That's right. The Justice Department is now probing and scrutinizing Elon Musk, his perks at Tesla going back years. So they're just rummaging through all of the files on Elon Musk, on Russell Brand, on all these people as desperation is the deep state way. Continuing. So federal prosecutors are scrutinizing the personal benefits of Tesla. They're going to try to get him on stock market uh, insider uh, trade exchange. And they've also provided Elon Musk since 2017, they said, the longer than previously known as part of a criminal investigation examining issues, they say, including a proposed house for the chief executive. So they're trying to say there's illegal kickbacks throughout Tesla and they will stop at nothing to prove that. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Ray Epps is now just getting just more slaps on the wrist. This guy here, the hypocrisy is killing me. The hypocrisy is killing me. Anyway, speaking of hypocrisy, now this is very interesting. I'm not even familiar with the producers now as the Sound of Freedom, that film that was really all the guest over the summer is now under more scrutiny as now a producer, another producer of the film is now said to be in huge, huge, huge trouble. Oh, yes, indeed. The Sound of Freedom producer, they say, felt the naked body parts of apparently underage trafficking victims alike. Unreal. Unreal. Let me tell you more about it here. Uh, now, files from a joint local and federal criminal investigation released to that... Uh, released advice, excuse me, describes video evidence of the incident which took place in Mexico under on a Operation Underground Railroad mission. Yes, that his name is Paul Hutchinson, executive producer of The Sound of Freedom. He's now under question as the film focused heavily on the fictionalized exploits of the anti-trafficking activist Tim Ballard. Now, uh, the producer there, uh, Mr. Paul Hutchinson, is now being uh, alleged... I should say, for fondling underage trafficking victims during the 2016 undercover Operation Convo, San Lucas, Mexico. Wow. 
Now, the footage of the incident in the, its aftermath was captured by videographers working with the Operation Underground Railroad and private anti-trafficking group Ballard funded, founded rather. This just now comes uh, after, um, well, on the heels of Ballard being accused of similar, uh, just mis, uh, misguided, mistrusted uh, issues there and situations because they're going after all these people. Well, a description of one of these videos written by an investigator, uh, investigator shows that Hutchinson expressing concerns over whether he could be prosecuted by Mexican authorities over the incident. Now, he was speaking to Matt Osborne, an, uh, an operative, in, which was then shown to the DOJ and the U.S. government. Now, Osborne, who was, uh, I guess, an informant of sorts, is currently the president and the chief operating uh, officer of the Underground Railroad System, Internal Investigation of Sexual Misconduct. Now, you know, I don't know much about Tim Ballard. I will I'll, I'll admit that. But the little research I did, and this probably should be looked into more, is during the beginnings of the Ukraine war, that there were a handful of, of very selected and handpicked rescue operations that were chosen to go into Ukraine to rescue uh, somewhere up, upwards of 200,000 children that were misplaced in that war-torn country. And the Tim Ballard people were picked first along with Clinton Foundation-oriented groups. So, yes, it's, it's, it, the timing of it all is very suspect, but we have to look into this a little more about who these people are because a lot of these people masquerade as the rescuers, as we know with the uh, Amber Alert system that is now, it was connected to uh, the Clinton Foundation and some of the hotlines that want to help you when you find a child, well, they were set up by the Podestas themselves. Very, very interesting and very sad, actually. So that's how that one goes. Okay, here's something else that's uh, very interesting. Uh, as the McDonald's now is uh, in question, and I just found out how disgusting they are, even more so when the fact that their potatoes for their French fries literally come from the Bill Gates farm, if I can say that now. I mean, this guy's everything. He's like the all-in-one but that's not all now. Now they're upping the ante and they want to pay their employees, who I guess, you know, it's no longer teenagers. That's a career now at McDonald's. They're going to get $20 minimum wage. Now, from a far distant outlook on that, that sounds great. However, what they fail to mention that everything else goes up too. So it's four steps forward and three steps back. Actually, just four steps back. You're not going anywhere. And that's how they're doing it. Uh, no word on whether they're going to uh, lower the count of GMOs or uh, pretty much rip up any contracts with Bill Gates, no matter the connections he has with Epstein. That's how they roll over there at McDonald's. Now, uh, this next story here is very, very heartbreaking, but let me tell you about it. As the lawlessness is now upticking and increasing throughout the United States, Europe, Germany for sure, which we'll get to in the international segment, but... I have to tell you about this. Uh, Seattle, Seattle over there in Washington is a very, very uh, dangerous zone. We all remember what happened in 2020. They had the no-go zone. Then they had a anarchist area with the the who's who of all the gangs. Well, now this is uh, some heartbreaking 
well, just heartbreaking uh, homicides that are uh, on the increase, especially in New York as well. But check this out here. Let me tell you about this. Uh, so in addition to the, uh, the $20 minimum wage, that's not good enough for criminals. They want everything you own and even more so now. Seattle law enforcement now has tell, tells their own citizens it can't protect them any longer. They can't protect the own, their own citizens any longer over there in Seattle. And they're saying that, quote, give criminals what they're looking for and don't make a fuss. Now, let me just remind people, Seattle is a huge liberal bastion of the liberal thoughts and the liberal arts. And it doesn't matter what they stand for, but what they do uh, stand for and run on is stopping fascism and stopping Donald Trump. That's all that matters in Russia. Ask them what they're about. They can't tell you. If you're not about it, then you are a, a uh, insurrectionist and you're a fascist. And this is the mindset. And they voted for all this. They allow the most weirdest, bizarro, creepy uh, governor to just stand in his place there. While Bill Gates, remember, is just mailing everybody black seeds because they want to just grow, you know, just uh, plants from hell. Well, now, let me tell you a bit more about it here. Now, the best thing you can do, they say, if confronted by criminals, this is coming out of Seattle, while in Seattle, it says simply give them, quote, whatever they're looking for, according to the King County Sheriff, David Robinson. Wow, what loser suggestions and advice that is. He said instead of trying to fight criminals when they attempt to, well, if they steal your car, he says, give your car to them. Robinson suggests that residents and visitors of Seattle give up their car keys, put it on a silver platter while you're at it, and avoid provoking these robbers and thieves. Give criminals what they want. And also about, uh, Robinson told the Seattle Lights, I guess that's their names, about how to live in their city, which is currently facing the highest violent crime rate in 15 years. Wow. Staged carjackings are a major problem in Seattle, just like they now are in San Francisco and surrounding Bay Area communities. And because of all the cities and areas have lessened their police presence and defunded them, criminals are becoming increasingly bolder in committing blatant acts of crime in broad daylight because there's no punishment, there's no consequence, and they have the moral fortitude of doing it due to the race war provided by the DNC injected into the populace. This is incredible. Uh, I'm going to show you this video here because I, I can't take any more of uh, Sheriff Robinson, a complete loser and oaf himself. There's a lot of oafs out there. But this next video I want to show you here as we close up uh, Real Deal Headlines, uh, this explains it all. I want you to pay attention to just how innocent uh, an elderly couple in Seattle, which you'll see first, they go out to dinner, they come home, and a random ninja-like character dressed in ninjas, because everything is a video game module, uh, module to these people, shoots an old man in front of his wife and everybody, and no consequence, it's okay. And he wasn't even there to steal anything. That's the first one. The second one you're going to see is in New York. It's what the youth is doing here, and let's call it what it is. There are black youth Teams of black youth all over the United States right now aiming and targeting white people, aiming and targeting uh, retail, uh, liquor stores, you name it. They have the right of way to do it. They have history on their side, they believe. And this is all funded and provided by the DNC and the CCP and the global government 
institutes out there. So check this out. We'll discuss after have what we're going to do about it because uh, it kind of pisses me off now the more I think about it. Here it is, crime spree uptick. Hard to watch, isn't it? It's really hard to watch, but that is the nature of reality right now in the United States. This is what these people voted for. And the, the, the beauty of it is that they can't seem to put two and two together here. They can't, uh, the same people that can't just figure out why people are just dropping like flies right now after they got their, you know, fourth booster, you know, and, and third miracle jam. They can't seem to put two and two together here. The ignorance of history is now playing out in real time in reality and it's a sad state of affairs but the awakened it only emboldened us even more so okay let's now continue on to real deal politics as uh, the bizarreness of the world continue on here yes there it is real deal politics so here's a story uh that is quite interesting as we now enter back into the world of doubles and, uh, you know, I'm quite perplexed yet excited in the same weird uh, context here as uh, now John Fetterman. <laughs> they're now telling us, I mean, this is what the mainstream media is having to admit now. They're trying to uh, get in front of the story by telling us who's behind the John Fetterman body double conspiracy. And it is very odd, if I might add. It is very, very peculiar. Anyways, so here's what they're saying here as we... Uh, Try to figure out uh, which Fetterman is real. And this is incredible. Well, now Senator uh, John Fetterman's recent public appearances have reignited a fringe right ring uh, conspiracy, or as they uh, have it written on Microsoft, ring wing uh, conspiracy theory that uh, Pennsylvania Democrat has a body double. Okay. Okay. I, I, I believe that. Now, uh, uh, Senator Fetterman, who suffered a stroke, they say, last May that hindered his auditory processing, causing him to stumble over words and required closed captioning assistant in interviews. Nearly a year and a half later now, Fetterman's speech has improved, allowing him to give more interviews and travel to Detroit over the weekend to support the United Auto Workers strike. I mean, it's he's so improved, everybody, that it almost looks like he's a better looking version of himself. And that's hard to do. And while such developments seem to clear signs of Fetterman's recovery, some of the interpreted them as a proof that there's a multiple versions of the six foot eight bald man uh, with facial hair posing as the senator, as we might know that as imposters. Now, here it is. Here's what they're saying. What happened to his slow, incoherent speech, wrote a conservative social media account in the response to Fetterman. He said in the uh, is the new Fetterman doesn't have those problems. That's that's clue number one. 
just incredible. In the right wing account posted screenshots of Fetterman that claim that to show inconsistencies of the placement of his arm tattoos. How dare they? How dare they? So we don't know what's going on, but I can't tell you, I can tell you in addition to this, because of Fetterman over there in the DC beltway and the new house rules of Congress, well, they're now amending the rules and they're saying that, well, if you're in Congress, if you're in politics, just, just show up now in your sweatpants and your uh, hoodies, and it's the new Fetterman way, I guess, in the same right and breath that the way Andre Agassi changed the style of tennis. Well, to uh, speak about this and a whole lot more in the political worlds is uh, someone who's been following the Fetterman and the Fettermans for quite some time to give us some insight about it is our very own, the one and only, Jim Fetzer. Jim, welcome to World at War. Dean, it's a joke. I mean, all the senators know this is not Fetterman, this guy with a mustache. And they've even changed the Senate rules to allow slobs like Fetterman to come in wearing shorts. The Senate has always prided itself on its propriety and decorum. I can't begin to tell you how insulting it is to the fellow citizens. But the fact is, Schumer, Pelosi, everyone else knows this guy's a fraud. It's outrageous. I have comments on the other stories, too. You see, when they see a threat to their program, they go after it. Musk did not allow his Starlink satellite to be used to target Russians in Ukraine. So they got a directive to find something on Musk. And when you had this producer of the sound of freedom, which is very embarrassing to the Democrats, I guarantee you they implanted that story on him sure. being insulting. Well We'll, we'll, we'll circle around with that. Yeah. In Seattle, Dean, the sheriff could deputize every gun-owning citizens of Seattle, deputize them to shoot, to kill, over looting and other of these activities and bring some semblance of law and order to that society. They're giving it up to the criminals. Anything goes. Stay the hell out of Seattle. Sad to say, <laughs> I have a son who lives there, and his life is clearly in jeopardy. This is just outrageous, yeah. Dean, outrageous. No, it, it, it is, Gemma, and we'll circle around with that. I, I want to just knock this out of the way because what does this say, um, and we'll come back to Elon in Seattle here in, in a second, but what does this say, you know, for the fact that you have the mainstream media having to, you know, cover that there might be a conspiratorial, there might be a body double of, of somebody that's clearly looking different. What does it say about the nature of the trust of the mainstream media? Because clearly there's something a little different about um, the Fetterman. Well, sure. I mean, it's a preemptive strike. I mean, it's clever. It's supposed to suggest if you go along with these conspiracy theories and there's something wrong with you. When the evidence are presuming, they're presenting themselves, making it unmistakable that this is a fraud. Go back to that earlier, the imagery you see, the six Fettermans, and just look at their ears, and you'll see how different they are one from the other. Dean, this is insulting beyond belief. No, no, you're right. It is insulting. And, and why why are they having all these body doubles if that indeed is true uh, for Fetterman? Yeah. Why don't they just get rid of him? I mean, this is it's it's well, because they, they, need his vote. they need his voting. Come on. The Senate is controlled by a threat. That's a real Fetterman top, top left. Now, just go to the right and look how his ears disappear. Look at the oh, bottom. Right. Long ears again. 
The only one who might be Fetterman is the guy in the middle, but the guy on the right most certainly is not Fetterman. You got at least four fake Fettermans there, maybe five. That is that is definitely true here. Uh, so let, let's now uh, circle back here because I know you had a few things or two uh, to say about this. You know, Elon Musk is under the gun here, and uh, so it, it seems to be Russell Brand and also the producers of The Sound of Freedom is there some kind of connection to all this? Because timing is everything and uh, perception is reality to the uh, D.C. beltway. What's the deal here? The deal is if you're with a Biden agenda, you're OK. You can do anything. Epps was the greatest provocateur in the crowd there. He was openly telling people to go into the Capitol. He's openly being disruptive and they give him a misdemeanor. Other law abiding citizens were just innocent. He wandering got thrown in the slammer and put in solitary. So this is open criminalization of the law. They are rewarding those who benefit them and they are punishing disproportionately anyone who opposes them, no matter how modestly. It's disgusting, Dean, just disgusting. We have a crime family masquerading as an administration in Washington, D.C., Yes, we do, Jim, we do. Uh, and there's a lot of movement now uh, in the support of different demographics for Biden and Trump here. Now, let me show you this, Jim. This is uh, this just happened and it came down and I also got word that the mugshot of Bunter Hyden is now floating around somewhere. I have yet to see it, but I'm on the look for it now. So check this out here, Jim. This is coming out from CBS News, who is now very concerned, they say, about the Biden electability here as the Biden-Trump poll finds concerns about Biden finishing a second term and voters' finances also weigh on Biden. So they're having a little bit of trouble here. He seems to be losing even in the CBS poll that always gives the other side, you know, a little uplift. And look what they're saying, age and fitness questions. It's clear that voters do not get and understand. This is very damning for the Biden campaign, Jim. Is it not? Yeah, sure it is, of course. They got a big problem. They got nobody to run. Gavin Newsom, I anticipated, would be their candidate of choice. He said, maybe it was just a gesture, he was going to put off till 2028 now. He's got poll numbers that show he is viewed as arrogant, as aloof, as unconnected with reality. He's trying to put on a new, more humble, modest persona. He's even admitting they went too far on COVID, that we didn't get it right, that we're all geniuses in hindsight. But I guarantee you, he knows he's going to be massively opposed. And the poll numbers before an election are going to be terrible for Gavin Newsom. And nobody's going to believe it if he gets elected using the rigged mechanisms they use to put Biden into office. They got a problem. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Trump, Trump is just year. going up and up and up with blacks and Hispanics for multiple reasons. you got to realize yeah, Hispanics are very conservative. Hispanics are very traditional and conservative. Most of them are Catholics. They don't believe in teaching oral sex and anal sets of third graders. They don't believe in transgenderism. They know the difference between a man and a woman. But the Democrat Party is doing all of the above. It, it's insulting to them, and they're not buying it. And blacks 
already before, back in 2019, before 2020, 40% of blacks were going to vote for Trump. Because by locking down the border, making us energy independent, making the economy surge, they were seeing the lowest wage earning parties, seeing their wages rise at the fastest rate. Trump was helping blacks. The Democrats have never done that. Not one, Steve. It's a charade. A big charade indeed. Uh, now, let's. Uh, here's a little clip here from Meet the Press is they're now kind of pontificating of who the VPs are going to be. And we know they're after they uh, try to take down Christine Nome, who is just a beautiful specimen over there from South Dakota with, that we can uh, talk about after. But check this clip out and we'll uh, discuss immediately. Welker is the moderator of NBC's Meet the Press. Kristen, good morning and welcome to Sundays, my friend. Oh, Willie, thank you so much for your beautiful words. It means so much to me. I'm so excited to get going on this first big day. Well, you're wasting no time. You sat down for a wide-ranging interview. Okay, with just, take a look. shut up. Mr. President, have you thought about a potential running mate if you were to win the nomination? I like not to think too much about that. Uh, you always do a little bit, but I, I really don't think it's time I want to win. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting about running mates. Uh, when you get down to a vice president, they said no, nobody's ever made that kind of a difference. It's still about the person that's going to be president. Are you it's leaning, an important decision. Are you leaning toward a woman? I like the concept, but we're going to pick the best person. But lot, I do like the concept, yes. A lot of people noticed when Governor Nome endorsed you, there were Trump Nome signs. Do you have her, your eye on her? I do. I think she's fantastic. She's been a great governor. She gave me a very uh, full-throated endorsement, a beautiful endorsement, actually. And, uh, you know, it's been a very good state for me. And uh, certainly she'd be one of the people I'd consider or for something else, maybe. But we have a lot of people. We have a lot of great people in the Republican Party. Jim, I'm going to stop it there. I'm going to ask you, uh, it now seems to be that a VP pick from the Trump camp it's kind of leaning towards the the uh, a female VP. Uh, are you getting that sense, too? And just exactly who do they have their eye on? Trump was very clear that there are more important considerations than gender. He actually was saying, you got to have a person who could assume the office of the presidency. That's his number one concern. I do believe he's thinking about Christine Omai for a long time, suggested he's also thinking about Tulsi Gabbard. I think Carrie Lake may be a little too inexperienced, but Carrie Lake certainly has the right spirit and the right attitude. But Trump is going to be very thoughtful about this. They're trying to make him look as though he's trivial and being driven by gender issues because the Democrat Party is preoccupied. Remember, they want to run Michelle, who's a man masquerading as a woman. I mean, how outrageous <laughs> and insulting is that? It's very insulting. That is the uh, joke would be on us. Uh, here is, um, and we're coming up on a hard break, but, I, you know, we're talking about big elections with big, big consequences. You know, uh, they're now saying, and I don't even know, Ron DeSantis, his term limits are up here as governor in about two years. And now you see somebody who's coming out of the woodworks, who's been kind of a champion for many, uh, Matt Gates. I want to show you this clip here. This is uh, coming from uh, over there at InfoWars and good on them for getting this. These are hard clips to find. Check this out, Jim, and we'll get your take on it after.
Okay, that's um, wonderful. That's a band dot video for you. They kind of well, let me just say, get it right. <laughs> Matt Gates is a terrific guy. He, Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, are real movers and shakers in the House of Representatives. Matt Gates would make mm -hmm. a super governor for Florida. I think I would endorse him for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't endorse Bandot video. They're just not that good. Uh, they can't get um, videos. It happens all the time. Yeah, if he runs now, but the, the, that then leaves DeSantis to be the senator. He's running for senator against, I believe it's Rick Scott. And are, are we still seeing a backing by the Bush clandestine behind Ron DeSantis? Or is that just more folklore for the peanut gallery? Well, I do think that Santis realizes he can't make it in 2024 for the presidential nomination. Trump has it locked up. So I think he will explore alternatives. Uh, the Senate would certainly be a reasonable move for Ron DeSantis to make. And I would expect he would be a shoe-in for senator from Florida. So, Dina, I think that's a very viable alternative move for him to make. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try playing this one more time. Uh, hopefully this works. This is the problem with band on video. It's just very frustrating and uh, rubs me the wrong way. Here, one more time as we try to hear Matt Gates, because this was a whopper of a speech he made. Check this out. Sustainable. And just to continue things with some facial 8% cut over 30 days that will lead to no programmatic reform is an insult to the principles we fought for in January. I yield back. Matt Gates then went on Steve Bannon earlier today and said this. But, but let's get to this 8% cut, right? It's for 30 days. D is there a single agency of government where an 8% cut over 30 days is going to lead to any type of programmatic reform? Not even the people who are in favor of the Donald PR believe that the 8%. Anyway, I'm going to stop it there. You get the point. Yeah, he is now talking like a big statesman who's going for big office. That is a huge sea change if that indeed happens, Jim. Yeah, well, as I say, I think Matt Gates would be a super candidate. He's a man of great integrity and moral yeah. courage. And we have too little of that out there in American politics today. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jim, I'm going to hold you over. We have a quick break coming up, but I have more. We want to get to migration in some of these other big uh, revelations from people we don't know about, plus some international stuff. Uh, this quick break here, Jim. All right. Uh, stand by there. OK, uh, we have a lot more to get to. And uh, we're trying to get through the uh, the little uh, hurdles of the video world here. Uh, but when we get back, yes, we're going to get to uh, the migration issue over there in Texas that seems to be uh, coming to a, well, a footnote of uh, issues. Yeah, we'll be talking about that as the freight train of all migrants is now heading to the southern U.S. border. Isn't that just crazy? Plus, uh, I want to get to uh, Jim's take on the new cen censorship uh, that seems to be getting pushed by Israel. What does that all mean? What does that all mean? And, or, or, well, I guess, is Twitter going to falter to it? So we'll talk about that in what we're going to do and plus a new travel list of where not to go. Just how constitutional is that and or just how foolish it truly honestly is. So all that and a whole lot more here at World at War. And we'll be back after this quick message. Don't go anywhere because we're just getting started. We're essentially one step away from being under China's Great Wall of censorship. Three, 
shutting down debate. They're censoring debate on their censorship bill. We just got the notice right now. As you know, they've been trying to censor the internet, creeping totalitarianism. So give Trudeau's woke bureaucrats over at the CRTC the power to control what you see and say on the internet. On um, the internet giants, we've seen uh, Facebook and other countries post, oh, other companies post record profits. Now, Facebook is choosing to block Canadians' access to local news instead of paying their fair share. That's unacceptable. We're not going to put up with Facebook's bullshit. Registering your guns is, is just the first step towards taking away guns from everyone. But that's never going to happen because here in Canada, we have a culture that has, that has grown up with guns and respects the need. Today forward, it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. It is no longer legal a handgun in Canada. Instead of paying their fair share, that's unacceptable. Now, Facebook is choosing to block Canadians' access to local news. That's unacceptable. In Canada. Canada. Anything else would be uncivilized. Okay, we are back. We are back here at World at War. And yes, tonight is brought to you by Real Deal Gold. Because anything else would be uncivilized. And yes, you also saw the new fall collection. And how wonderful is that? 
Yes, we have a lot of things out there, uh, and it's only buildings, and that's just a little glimpse of uh, what we're trying to do, yes. And you can now go and get your Real Deal Media fall collection on just going by going to uh, realdealmedia.tv forward slash store, realdealmedia.tv forward slash store. Use promo code FALL23, and we'll put that in the live chats indeed. Okay, we have uh, a bit more to go to in a fury of political news with our incredible political analyst here. And we're going to get to now, uh, I want to get to Jim watching this here as we are now rushing here as uh, now a freight train, they say a freight train of full of immigrants is now heading to the Southern U S border. You talk about invasions. This is a big deal. Uh, I'm going to play this uh, video here. If it's even possible this time, this is now a huge freight train coming to the southern border over there in Texas. Uh, you know, we wonder what is Greg Abbott going to do? A lot of people say they're just uh, busing all these migrants to like New York, Seattle, Chicago. There's a lot of evidence that uh, points in that direction here. So check this video out and we're going to get Jim's take on this, this situation as he rejoins us for this little second half. Here it is. Pretty stunning stuff here uh, to talk about this and a few more things here. Uh, I'm welcoming back Jim Fetzer. Jim, that is invasion in the full definition of it. And what in the world is happening here? Well, I got a video today from 2007 where Biden is saying that there's going to be an endless stream of migrants into the U.S. that are going to make whites the minority in the United States. He was endorsing it. This may be the reason he was picked to be the figurehead president, because he's, you know, his own granddaughter has said Biden died years ago, as best I can tell, 2017, others say 2020. He's been impersonated by multiple, just as much as Fetterman is. And there may be several different Bidens, but I've got a huge amount on it on my blog at jameshfetzer.org. Look for Joe Biden actor or Joe Biden or the real Joe Biden. Just go to James H. Fetzer. And you'll see these guys have different size and shape heads. They have different handwriting. They have different social interaction. It's outrageous. And everyone in Washington has to know. I mean, this is so insulting. In particular, the Democrats are just overjoyed about putting one fraudulent figure after another over on the American people. They have disgraced and discredited themselves. They are unworthy of holding office in the United States. 
You know, just trying to uh, cap it all up here and recap it all up here. Uh, there's so much turmoil, and this seems to happen after there, there's like uh, ground that's being taken by people that are very uh, liberty-minded and oriented. Then there's a just a scandal looming around the corner, as well as crime. What what can people do here? Because you know, if if you're listening to this and watching this in Seattle, for instance, or New York you feel almost hopeless because you're surrounded by echo chambers of people that uh, are thinking exactly opposite of you that are pro-fascism and just don't know it. What can people do out there that are stuck in this foray of um, pure hell? You got to be able to defend yourself. And if you don't own weapons, buy them. Learn how to use them. Stock up on ammo. If you don't defend yourself, my God, the police aren't going to do it. Look at Seattle. That's a pilot project, that's telling you what is coming. Now I say in responsible states, the sheriffs can deputize every gun-owning citizen who has qualifications. The, the sheriffs can perform a rapid background check and deputize hundreds of thousands of law-abiding citizens who own guns to uphold the law. This is the only way this is going to be resolved because the federal government is all in. They're promoting the criminalization of America, it's going to wind up cities like New York are run by gangs. And if you wind up in the wrong neighborhood, you're going to be dead. You show a couple of clips of people being assaulted, beat up. What about that poor blonde woman in the store? They were just looting it. Why the hell did they have to beat up on her and even kick her when she was down? Absolutely gratuitous and sadistic. And we need to be able to defend ourselves from miscreants like those. Oh, yeah, Jim, we just uh, I just aired a uh, segment uh, a few uh, shows ago in Canada. It's just as bad. Uh, we've had our own Aaron Cates, who's been on lockdown in his own home twice with uh, undocumented migrants with uh, firearms and, and AR-15s in his own neighborhood. And they're putting chloroform in little girls' necks from transients that use needles to steal them. Uh, this is unbelievable. And Having a firearm is very necessary, Jim. They're trying to bring about a collapse of American society so they can rebuild it as a socialist, communist nation where equity will be the preeminent principle. No one will have more than anyone else, although some are going to be more equal than others. They are opposed to entrepreneurs, to capitalism, to meritocracy, Anyone who succeeds or shows excellent is an object of their derision and hatred because they are mediocrities from A to Z. That's who's out to promote themselves. Utter mediocrities who have no talent, no ability, no way to contribute to American society. They just want to make everything equal so nobody is better than them and therefore they feel better about themselves. Jim Fetzer, thank you very much for being here tonight uh, as we monitor the world here. Thank you so much. My great pleasure, Dean. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. The great Jim Fetzer, there you have it. That's his take on the world, and that's the news to him. Okay, let's now continue with Real Deal International as we now look into the scope of censorship through the eyes of Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli government, and also with help of the U.S. government as well. Some say they're um, 
closer than we realize. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, so I, I, we were talking about censorship, uh, you know, just censorship on Facebook. Yes, it increases, then it lets you back in, then it's, it increases. YouTube's got to be by far the worst. Uh, they, they don't even tell you why, but they just knock you down. Uh, you know, and just to further my point, you know, we're used to getting 30 to 90,000 uh, views on a segment that uh, I put up every night over there on Facebook. Now we're just regulated down to a measly 130 views. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? The fix is in, isn't it? Well, now let's talk about the fix being in just a little longer here as the anti-Semitism. And that's the phrase of the fall. The fall phrase is now coming into the foray as Benjamin Netanyahu is now telling Elon Musk, who's just in virtually every uh, news story here lately. Well, Netanyahu, who's the prime minister over there in Israel, is now telling Elon Musk he hopes he can work within the confines of the First Amendment to, quote, stop anti-Semitism on Twitter. And it's worth noting that Musk responded by saying he's against attacking any group. It doesn't matter who it is. But that's not good enough. That's not good enough. We need more divisive in other routes to attacking white supremacy, don't we, Elon? Well, Israeli Crime Minister Ben Hamin and Netanyahu met uh, with the ex-owner uh, over there, Elon Musk, on Monday as part of a public discussion on the dangers of AI, artificial intelligence. Now, the Washington Compost reported last week that the meeting was going to be discussed, well, to discuss the anti-Semitism over there on Twitter, whereas Musk said it was going to be about AI. Well, which one was it? Who came first? Chicken, the egg, the Netanyahu, or the uh, artificial? Though it was mostly about AI, which Israel is seeking to take a leading role in, as they usually are when it comes to the virtual world, and then China steals their intellectual property. But that's another story. Well, Benjamin Netanyahu also told Musk he hopes he can work together closely, wink, wink, uh, while they were playing footsies underneath the dinner table. I'm not sure it worked out well. I'll show you a video and see, let you see how that goes, if that one can play. Well, Musk responded by saying he's not, he's not for attacking any group. It doesn't matter who it is, as we previously stated. He said, obviously, I'm anti-Semitism. I'm anti against anything anti. Uh, and really anything that promotes hate and conflict. I mean, doesn't that just say it all? Say it all? Well, let me show you. This is a clip of Elon Musk and Benjamin Netanyahu. I just can't believe it. Uh, when you see these two, uh, they should be on the road and have a Vegas act, if you ask me. Check this out, and we'll see. Um, there it is, the U.S. national strategy I'm going to tell you about after. <laughs> I wish I had forearms sometimes. Check this out. We'll discuss after is Benjamin Netanyahu is back in the headlines, ain't he? I, I, know, I know your commitment to free speech. I respect that because I think it's an integral, it's the foundational thing of democracies, really. But uh, I also know your opposition to anti-Semitism. You've spoken about it, uh, tweeted about it. Uh, and all I can say is I hope you find within the, the confines of the First Amendment the ability to... Uh, stop not only anti-Semitism or roll it back as best you can, but any collective uh, hatred of a people that, uh, you know, anti-Semitism represents. Uh, and I know you're committed to that. I hope I hope you succeed in it. It's not an easy task, but I, I encourage you and urge you to find a balance. It's a tough one. 
Yeah, I mean, I think generally. Um, now, let me just stop that there real quick. Did that sound like a suggestion or I urge you to find a anti-Semitism button of censorship? I really urge you, wink, wink, and don't make me urge you again. Now, let's see what uh, Elon says here as we watch a wonderful sport called Elon versus Ben Hameen. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of against uh, attacking any group, you know, um, doesn't matter who it is. I'm, you know, this is, I'm, I'm in favor of that which furthers civilization and which ultimately leads us to become a space-bearing civilization um, and uh, where we understand the nature of the universe. Um, so we, we can't do that if, if there's a lot of, uh, in, you know, infighting and, um, you know, and, and hatred and negativity. So, uh, you know, I, obviously I'm against anti-Semitism. I'm against anti-really anything um, that is, uh, you know, that promotes hate and conflict. Okay, well, we get the point. Thank you, Elon. Thank you, Elon. You don't stand a chance. He, he want, He's going to be urging you for quite some time. Anyways, let's continue on here with some Real Deal International as we have a long way to go and a short time to get there, as you know what I mean here. Okay, moving on here as uh, now we understand uh, what the uh, AI discussion was all about, Israel. As now we uh, get into the German situation. And I, I got to tell you, I feel so bad as the uptick in crime isn't just regulated to North America. No, it's been going on in Germany. It's happening. It's continuing. It's accelerating under the name of being politically correct. And I tell you, the people at the top, they know what the hell they're doing. They know this takes us all down to a third world kind of scenario, meaning we're all the same, then to build us back up in uh, Jim Fetzer was spot on. Well, here's another just terrible story, but uh, we have to know, we have to get immune to it to fight these bastards pretty well. Well, now eight immigrants now arrested again, and I'm tired of reading these stories, but it's true. Eight immigrants now arrested for sexual assault of a 13-year-old girl in Cologne swimming pool. Remember, we had a story like this not that long ago. Well, after the 13-year-old German girl was sexually assaulted, police arrested one Iraqi, three Turks, and four Syrians. Yeah, we should do what they do to them in their home country. Just, you know, behead them and then put their genitals in their mouth. That is the way Rommel fought these people in the early 1900s. Historical. It's a historical way to fight these people. They hate it. We, gotta, we, we have to play tough. Anyways, but that's not German, uh, you know, culture. That's not part of the Eurozone. It's not part of the EU way, which is an extension of the Fourth Reich. Well, now eight uh, foreign nationals have been arrested surrounding and sexually assaulting a 13-year-old girl in Cologne swimming pool in Germany, as we mentioned, with the girl managing to free herself immediately alert police on Sunday. Great. According to police, that the eight suspects were between the ages now of 16 and 26, who are said to have surrounded the girl in the bathroom at the pool. They harassed her, followed her, according to the police report on Monday. Now, the main suspect, who's a 16-year-old Iraqi, is said to have reached in... Okay, so it gets very uh, descriptive here, but this is a huge problem, and Germany won't do a damn thing about it. They're more concerned about uh, just funneling all the money and aid to Ukraine. Are they happy they put uh, Angela Merkel in there? The descendant of you-know-who? 
it just really bust my hump, bust my hump here. And uh, we, somebody needs to pay for this. And I'll tell you, the heads of the EU, they need to pay for this. They need to be fondled by the Iraqis. They need to be fondled by the Syrians because they're responsible for this brave new world they're trying to push upon the German people and all of us, too, if I might add. And they're not going to do a damn thing about it. There's not going to be any kind of recourse for this poor girl. And we, there's a story like this, I kid you not, on the daily. Every day, every day, very disturbing. Anyways, moving on here, uh, let's talk about Brazil as they're now becoming and trying to become a huge powerhouse in the world uh, economic forum of just powerhouses here because the, the new president who was arrested and then brought out of jail when they didn't want Bol Bolsonaro to get back in there. Isn't that something? Well, now Brazil's president there, Lula, pitches his nation and himself as the fresh leader for the global south. They want to be a main, main player of this whole game here. There's a video to go with it. I'll show you in a second. I'll show you in a second, but uh, let me tell you about it. Now, uh, speaking recently at the United Nations now, he, there's a new quote that's coming back into the fold called Brazil is back. That has been Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva's ref, uh, refrain for a better part of the last year now, with the president deploying the uh, slogan to cast Brazil as himself and they're open for business. So uh, now this is happening. So Tuesday, speaking at the UN General Assembly, well, it marked his return to the, well, to the, to the glamour that Brazil used to have that we haven't seen, people said, since 2009. Well, here's a little quote here. Brazil is re-encountering itself, the region, the world in multilateralism, he said. He says, as I never tire of saying Brazil is back, our country is back to give our due contribution to face world's primary challenges. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, I would show you this, but, um, you know, why not? Let's just show it so you have an idea. This is Brazil's President Lula in his own words. And you know what? I'm happy for Brazil. They found a way to uh, make sugar into propane, into gasoline. And there are big leaders over there with bricks. Here's what he's saying. Uh, this is going to change the world and global landscape as the fight for the mantle of deception is within reach. Here it is. I have the honor to welcome His Excellency Luis Inácio Lula de Silva, President. Se hoje o retorno na honrosa condição de presidente do Brasil é graças à vitória da democracia em meu país. Construir um país soberano, justo, sustentável, solidário, generoso e alegre. O Brasil está se reencontrando consigo mesmo, com nossa região, com o mundo e com o multilateralismo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Um, now we understand who the Joe Cocker of the southern regions of South America truly is. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen that guy speak. <laughs> it reminds me of the old man in the sea, doesn't he? Wow. Wow. Well, this next story here as we close out the international is uh, I'm going to show you a map here. Get this. Uh, now it's the don't travel to these countries list. If you're an American, the U.S. government warns. I'm going to show you this map here as uh, this is coming from the President Biden reiterated travel warnings to U.S. citizens on Monday. This this recent Monday uh, following the release of five American prisoners from Iran 
who I'm sure were just hikers, you know, who made a wrong turn. But uh, let's look at this map here. And uh, if you had plans to travel anywhere this uh, coming winter or fall, you may want to look at these once again as danger is now in reach. Well, here it is. If it would just appear on the screen, that'd be great. We can do a show. Yes, yeah, yeah. U.S. do not travel list is as of September 23. Yes. So all the uh, colored uh, red-ish orange is not travel. So Russia, they don't want you to travel. They don't want you to go in there. They don't want you going to North Korea. I have to cancel my plans there. I'm not going to North Korea. Uh, you're not allowed to go to Myanmar. So if you had, yeah, a family vacation to Myanmar or Afghanistan, for that fact, cancel it immediately right away. Uh, you're not allowed to go to Iran, Iraq, Yemen, Somalia. Worst part, yeah, you're not allowed to go to the Marriott over there at the Central African uh, Republic. Nor would I want to go to the Holiday Inn at South Sudan or Sudan. Uh, Libya, uh, that place, Mali, or a new place I just found out about, Burkina Faso. That's right. You don't want to go to that conference there. Very dangerous. And as well as Belarus and the Ukraine hotel is now closing down with Syria. But wait a minute, there's more. Well, they don't want you going to Haiti, as you know. They, uh, they warned about that about a week ago. Nor do they want you to go to Venezuela for the beautiful Venezuelan women. You're not allowed to go there. You're not allowed to even have a beauty pageant. Isn't that a sad state of affairs, if you ask me? Very sad. And I love traveling. It's just it's not safe to travel, I guess. Anyways. That will uh, sum up our Real Deal International. Now let's make our way as we waltz to my favorite uh, Real Deal showbiz. And we have a lot to speak about here as salacious scandals seem to uh, just fall out of the pockets of everyone with importance. Yes. Okay, here it is. Uh, now this is a lot to talk about here is Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I know who Moppy Goldberg is. She's back in the news now. Yeah, Moppy Goldberg is now sick again. Yeah, Moppy is sick. Whoa, I just saw that. Sometimes I scare myself, and I'm sure that happens to her often. Well, the host or the co-host of The View, or as we know, The Spew, Moppy Goldberg, nearly uh, dead, they say, some might say, nearly uh, COVID boosted up the yin-yang and the wazoo to death. This comes from Natural News, as she now suffers from COVID-1984, the virus from the bat who hate you, hated you over and over again. Now she's sick and deathly sick all over again. Could this be the big um, event of a, um, anyways. Well, yeah, Mo Moppy Goldberg, who's uh, the co-host over there at the SPEW, it's, uh, it's, it's a mouthpiece of the DNC and the CCP. It's still continuing. Well, now Moppy Goldberg, who's incredibly uh, miracle-jabbed and boosted within an inch of her life, they say, but that did not stop her from coming down with a third case of COVID-1984. Oh, no, it didn't. That's right. Moppy had to sit out uh, many, many episodes last week as she battled the virus all over again, like deja vu. And Moppy Goldberg, who also contracted the incredible, just dastardly dangerous virus as far back as December of 2021, and then again in November 2022. Well, Moppy Goldberg returned to the set of The View after her last bout with death 
knocking on heaven's door. She praised the miracle jabs and the boosters being pushed onto the American people by the big pharma cartel. And the, uh, let's not forget the mass bandit administration himself, but even her plethora now of her Fauci flu miracle jabs, love natural news, uh, could not stop her from contracting the deadly, the deadly hasty uh, version of the flu that uh, she got now for the third time. Very, very disgusting and sick. Uh, as I'm telling you this, you might ask yourself, well, who is still for this thing? Who really wants to push the miracle jabs? Uh, there's a lot of people who are in the show business that they got this thing and got sick, uh, had uh, ailments, dead. And a lot of people are saying they hate it, but just won't speak out about it. Well, until the has been the embarrassment of radio who has ruined his legacy over and over again. Yeah, I'm talking about Howard Stern. We want to talk about bold statements. Well, he just made one today. And here's a quote. He said, I want to read legitimate news sources. He's doubling down now as Howard Stern proudly declares he's a woke mother buster. He's a woke mother buster. Just incredible. Just incredible. Uh, yeah, Howard Stern's uh, critics calling him woke are actually paying him a compliment, he now says. Stern, who uh, discussed the topic now. Monday edition of his show, which I forgot it was still on. Many people did as well. Well, Howard Stern played a clip of his fans' YouTube video, which stated that he's a big fan of Stern, but said the radio show has gone woke. Yes, it's true. It sucks. And here's a quote from Howard Stern. He says, I hear that a lot, that uh, I'm not good anymore because I'm woke. Well, that's just a small fraction of the reason, but continue. He said, quote, by the way, I kind of take that as a compliment that I am woke. I'll tell you how I can feel about it. To me, the opposite of woke is being asleep. And if woke means I can't get behind Trump, which is what I think it means, or that I support people who want to be transgender, or I'm for the miracle jabs, dude, call me woke as you uh, bloody want, Stern declared. I'm not, uh, I'm not for stupidity. You know, I'm, I ran out of Friday morning and he got his most recent miracle jab once again, featuring Booster. Featuring Booster. So a lot of people like that are doubling down. And, you know, I, there, there's people I know that uh, work at uh, Sirius and they say, this guy is such an elitist, pompous a-hole that when he walks into his studio over there at Sirius uh, Towers over there in New York, uh, he has his own entourage. You're not allowed to look. Uh, he, he wears gloves. He won't touch anything because he's afraid of the, the, the deadly virus from that bat. He won't do it. He won't do it. So he's going to third, fourth, fifth boosters plus miracle jabs. And these people like Moppy Goldberg and this other uh, wig wearing hag called Howard Stern. Yeah, they're all about that, too. They're pro-death and anti-American and anti-humanity in our view. OK, now moving on to Russell Brand here is uh, watch out for the bots out there that uh, just have these preconceived comments. You know, don't, don't worry about the bots. They're fans too, a little bit. So now we're going to get into Russell Brand. Russell Brand, who has been making headway all over the world, especially in England, they have some of the most dastardly uh, just magazines, uh, tabloids ever. I mean, who remembers how they used to chase... Uh, Princess Diana, to her death, and we're even taking pictures of her as she was lying and uh, dying in agony. But that just shows you 
the English press and just how cutthroat they are. Well, now it's even more so. BBC, in addition to YouTube, has now removed Russell Brand content and demonetized them in addition to that, saying it now falls below public expectations. Really? Really? And who decides that? Which algorithm head of the algorithm department decides that? Who? Because, you know, I sneeze the wrong way, I get a strike on YouTube, and that is the truth. Well, now the BBC does not ban or remove content when it matters to public record unless we have justification for doing so. The UK Public Broadcasting says after pulling the program from streaming services iPlayer and BBC Sounds. Indeed. So uh, just this recent Tuesday, BBC made this huge uh, announcement as the council, uh, council, uh, council culture. See, I must have said the cancer culture, which is two of the same, continues now uh, as they're removing the programming featuring Russell Brand from its streaming services, as we told you. Now, the comedian now faces many accusations out there of rape, sexual assault, emotional abuse, which he has all denied. We're talking about allegations from many, many, many years ago. Now, in an investigation there by the Times, Sunday Times, the Channel 4 dispatches this week, it unveiled sexual misconduct accusations from four different women, as we shared with you, between the years of uh, 2006 and 2013. Now, it's worth noting that there is some kind of government element to this, a government asset, a government uh, political representative who's hiding in the shadows, but is taking the Russell Brand character out. Why? I think we do know why, because he's someone that represents the so-called left that has had his own awakening in front of millions of people over the world with influence. See, it's not exactly what you say. It's who are you influencing and how many people you are, well, reaching. Well, take me, for example, you know, I'm not saying a lot of things that are quite uh, dastardly different than, you know, X, Y, and Z, not all the time, but it's that this show here, just like Russell Brand, reaches different demographics, reaches different demographics, and that is what is a threat to the power establishment that is trying to cancel Many, many different voices out there, especially Russell Brand, JFK, uh, excuse me, RFK Jr., and myself for that fact. So he is just another, unfortunately, another, another uh, tally on the uh, wall of censorship. Now, just to close it off here, the BBC press office did not immediately detail which shows have been removed, and nor will they uh, ever. They never tell you. They never tell you what you said was, quote, medical misinformation. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. You'll never find out. And now, this big move here that I'm telling you about came after the YouTube suspended the monetization brand uh, on Brand's channel. And they're going to cancel that, too, just in a matter of hours, if not days. If creators off-platform behavior harms our users, this is coming from YouTube, our users, employees, and ecosystem, we take action. That is a bold face lie. Bold-faced lie from YouTube. So you can dox people on YouTube. You can put the most salacious uh, allegations out there if you're not Russell Brand. And YouTube will do absolutely nothing. So that's a bold-faced lie. YouTube's the enemy. YouTube's the enemy. The only reason I'm still on YouTube is for the legacy uh, archives and for a few people that can't seem to watch this show on Rumble because Rumble has some real sucky qualities about it and there's nothing I can do. And that's how I feel about Russell Brand.
put my own elements of uh, English in there. Anyways, that will do it for Real Deal Showbiz. Just a wild, wild world like Cat Stevens told us, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay, we have a Coronapalooza story, then a Woman, and then we're going to get to some comments, questions, and concerns, because uh, i got to gear up to uh, cover Canada tomorrow, because Aaron Cates told me to. Okay, so anyways, uh, real deal. Um, let's go to real deal. Well, not even real deal. Just let's go to Coronapalooza, shall we? The uh, event that never dies, never goes away, and loves us long time. Anyways, this is coming out of the Coronapalooza's natural news category here as they've been monitoring the wickedness of the new rollout of the miracle jabs. So this is a bombshell toxologist warns now the new Coronapalooza miracle jabs are now contaminated, they say, with dangerous lethal products that contain SV40 sequences like cancer-causing polio. Wow. This is coming from Dr. J uh, uh, Jancy Lindsay told the South Carolina uh, legislatures that the new miracle jabs are contaminated with DNA and plasmids that contain all these different elements that cause cancer. Yeah, we see a cancer uh, rate spiking like never before, but some of these people just can't seem to understand, put two and two together or figure it out, can they? That's why we're here. So uh, prominent toxologist Dr. Janice uh, Lindsay is now sending the alarm over these new miracle jabs and says that we need to be careful. There's, quote, a nefarious intent behind these miracle jab rollouts. And why do we need them? Why? Why do we need them? I'll show you a video soon, but here's a quote. I personally feel that this is intentional of a nefarious intent. I believe that there is just that nefarious intent. I'm going to tell you why, said, said the doctor, who works as a professional toxologist, frequently serves as an expert witness. Now, she said there, there are 40 sequences within these miracle jabs that were not disclosed to regulators. If you'll recall, the virus contaminant of the polio miracle jabs from years past, it had similar contamination to it. Wow. We must do whatever we can to awake the populace, she explained, for the intent is nefarious, as in it's meant to kill off, as cancer does. Very sad, very sad, very sad. Now, uh, to capital off here, Natural News is now saying that 90% now of the COVID-related deaths in the past year occurred in fully or triple Miracle jabbed individuals. Wow. Damning, damning statistic, ain't it? Well, the latest data out of England shows that the whopping 9 out of 10 corona, uh, Wuhan Coronapalooza deaths in the past year occurred in people who were fully and or triple miracle jabbed. One astounding 91% of all the deaths in the United States, or excuse me, the United Kingdom since the beginning of 2022 occurred in people whom the government promised were, quote, protected against the uh, against the coronapaloozas. Now, even worse now, 94% of all COVID-related deaths since April of 2022, all those people were all miracle jabbed. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Unbelievable, isn't it? I'm going to play you this clip here. This is Dr. Lindsay uh, explaining what this really means because I probably did a piss poor job, but I, she can do it much better than I. Check this uh, little clip out. And then we'll discuss after and get some of your questions out there. Here it is, Dr. Lindsay. Tell us the truth, 
please, if you will, anytime now. All related. I have a degree in biochemistry and molecular biology, and I'm a toxicologist and an expert witness as a profession nationally and internationally. There's a difference between using this technology for cancer or for fixing inborn errors in metabolism as compared to using it in a vaccine. There you understand the risk. Here the risks were not told to people. The Pfizer uh, vaccine is contaminated with plasma DNA. It's not just mRNA. It's got bits of DNA in it. My philosophical bent here is, I'm sure many of you have heard of Occam's razor, right? Choose the simplest of explanations. Well, there's another one called Hanlon's razor, which is never attribute malice to that which can be better explained by incompetence. And so I'm trying to be gracious here in many circumstances. There could be malice underneath, but I'm trying to see just incompetence. To be. No, no, it's all malice. It's all malice. Don't, don't, don't give an inch to just incompetency. It's malice all the way. And people like that, they'll finally discover that when it's a little too late. But uh, we're ahead of the curve here. We don't need to be told that this is part of the World War III efforts to uh, decimate the human race. I don't need to wait 30 years in some kind of book that is banned, yet you can find it in the underground. Yeah, we know exactly what the plan is here. But thank you, doctor. Thank you very much here. That's Corona Palooza for you. Now let's go to a uh, a family friendly story, shall we? And which takes us to Woe Man, and this ain't your um, this ain't your uh, grandma's Woe Man of old. No, this is a little different here. So this is a different take on a segment that usually tells you about the uh, well, the degradation of society, the egregious acts by men who like to wear pantyhose. But this one's a little different this time. Well, now hundreds of high school students now over there in Pennsylvania staged a walkout in protest of boys using girls' restrooms. Really? Well, students at the uh, Perky Men, the Perky Men uh, Valley School District expressing their disapproval of uh, biological males being allowed to use female restrooms and just the awkwardness and strange and bizarre nature of it. Well, uh, hundreds of students over the, uh, there in Pennsylvania staged a walkout last week recently in protest of this uh, school board failing to enact the policy bearing and barring transgenders, aka trannies, in case you don't know, from using female bathrooms. Well, the demonstration took place just days ago on Friday with students over there at the Perky Man Valley School District expressing their disapproval of the perky biological males being allowed to use the female restrooms. Okay, well, let's see what the uh, march was all about. And maybe I have to go back to high school under my uh, 21 Jump Street program and really nail these people. I think that's what I'm going to have to do and film it and just take on these teachers myself. I might have to do that. I might think about it. Here is uh, an example of what the walkout looks like and maybe a little preview of what we're going to see tomorrow over there in Canada. As I'm going to be barely awake for it, but we'll be there. Here it is.
That's right. That's right. Students, I remember, do we need a reason to be a student just to walk out of class? I would have loved it if I was still in school. Anyways, before we get out of here, uh, I have time. I have room. I have the uh, headspace for a question or two. Let's see what's in the ionospheres of the most effective audience all over the world here tonight. Uh, we have Juan Yanku who's on fire tonight. Don't have your kids in public school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easy. I mean, it, when you have both parents working, it's not always easier, is it? It's not always easy. But you're right, Juan Yanku. All my kids were private school, my imaginary ones. Okay, here's another one here today. We have Belinda Sands, who says that uh, chemtrails are dropping metallic elements of barium strontium. A man picked up a dust pollen appearing a substance of the hood of a car magnet. Yes, they are, Belinda. That's absolutely correct. You, uh, you nailed it. Geoengineering. We have Lynn Marshall Devisor saying, awesome show today, Dean. Thank you very much, Lynn. Thank you very much. A lot, there's a lot to manage, you know. There's a lot happening last minute, and uh, you just kind of get in a whirlwind where, anyways, one of these days I'll explain it. Okay, here's some more people who are uh, chiming in all over the world. Uh, let's see here. Let's, let me go back here. Don Anderson, uh, Nefarious Indeed, yes. I should make a shirt that says that. Uh, here's another one here. Um, here is Anne Frick. Thank you very much. I got tested today because my landlord threatened to evict me if I didn't, but he evicted me anyways. I was negative. I've been homeless ever since, but have thought I bought a van, which I turned into a basic camper van for my dog and myself. It's kind of a good traveling about. And Frick, I'm so uh, sorry to hear that. Uh, what kind of van is it? And there's many, many stories like yours. You're not unique to it. So don't feel like you're alone. Uh, we totally understand that. The homeless of today are people that uh, should not be homeless, but the way and the nature of this World War III apparatus is now rolling out. Uh, any single one of us watching here, including myself, any of us, we, we could be in a very bad position just like that, just like that in a second. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, here's another one here. Uh, we have Caroline Brown over there in Canada. Thank you, Caroline. The same in Canada. Uh, Canada is getting intense and will not comply. Yes, speaking of that, hope, hopefully I have the flyer here. Probably I don't. Uh, damn it. Yeah, I will be. Uh, I'll show the flyer here in a minute. Show the flyer here in a minute. More more um, people here. So let me, let me get my flyers uh, in order here. I, I really want to promote tomorrow. I'm going to take a 30-second uh, break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about what we're going to be doing tomorrow with Canada. Because we have to keep the Canadian story alive. Aaron Cates is going to be on scene tomorrow. He's going to be uh, Inspector Cates the whole nine. And I'm going to show you the flyer for it. i got to go find it here. So much is going on here. So we're going to get to that. And then a lot of your questions, too. I'm really into uh, connecting with all of you all over the world here tonight. Uh, world at War. Stand by. We're going to take just a short break and get my files and documents in order in your questions here. World at War. Stand by. It wouldn't be remarkable if it wasn't for the fact that this is a Taliban press conference. 20 years ago, TV was banned here. Anyone caught even watching was arrested and punished. Now, in the grand surroundings of the country's presidential palace, in front of a white Taliban flag, they effectively announced the new Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. 
Their leadership is trying to convince the world that they are new Taliban, rebranded to play a role in the international community. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. I've been trying to make it in this business for so long. And they said, please, please, we have this new movie that we're doing called Taliban, and it's starting Jim Carrey and James Woods. I said, holy shit, count me in. Questions as well from the media, and the first to a female journalist in an open setting, unheard of. Her question, women's rights. What assurances can you give to women and girls that their rights will be protected? I believe in women's rights. They have the right to never be allowed to drive again. And because you're a woman, I see that you're a woman. Women will be allowed to have rights in this country, but my God, they are never allowed to drive again. The Taliban vow to uphold women's rights, but within the definition of what they deem to be compatible with Sharia law. Stuart Ramsey, Sky News, Kabul. Okay, we are back here. We are back. That was the uh, Taliban conference, and uh, those guys are pretty, uh, pretty uh, colorful in, in, in what they say. The Taliban, you know, to use the term again, this ain't your grandma's Taliban, is it? Very different, uh, indeed. Uh, t- okay, tomorrow, here it is. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be covering live in the morning, as I turn into a morning show tomorrow, uh, the Canadian March, the one million man march, women and children, too. Uh, four children, coast to coast walkout Wednesday. The 20th, starting at 11 a.m., I should be 11 a.m. Eastern, I will be live all over the place for a couple of hours, I believe, with Aaron Cates, some other surprise guests as well, and the most effective audience. We have a lot of Canadian viewership who are getting censored. Uh, They're getting burned out of their houses, and they're having to listen to a whore from Havana tell them how it's the climate changes of life, and the supremacies. Yeah, total lie. So we're going to be uh, covering that tomorrow. Uh, Aaron is going to be in Toronto. He's going to get some interviews uh, from the uh, entire march, if he can. Uh, There's going to be a big uh, Islamic presence, I'm hearing. And that demographic over there in Canada, they're they're really upset. They're not going to take the so-called woke culture that uh, Howard Stern seems to be bathing in. So uh, Aaron did tell me they're expecting uh, some conflict with uh, the Canadians and TIFAs, which I didn't know existed, but yes, they're going to be there. Uh, he's a little worried. I told him, uh, be, you know, watch your back. Uh, you might have uh, provocateurs now. That's a big one here T- tomorrow. And we're going to monitor Aaron. I'm going to keep him in the, the state of mind that uh, there's a provocateur who's going to be from the the uh, RCMP, right? The Mounties. They're going to be posing as protesters like Mr. Ray Epps. And uh, I'll be damned if we don't spot one tomorrow. So we're going to do that live tomorrow morning. Once again, I'll put this out. The One Million March. This is going to be historical and a huge day of coverage for Real Deal Media. That is for sure. We are there with you and we will not let you be forgotten. To our lovely, lovely Canadian viewers out there, we absolutely adore you. Okay, uh, here is this one here. Okay, uh, yes, Caroline Brown. Thank you. I have four granddaughters and two are at university, and the younger ones are still in public school. Scares the uh, S out of me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, here is First Hawk Feathers. Thank you very much. I love the name. 
This is all deliberate evil. Yes, by design. By design. Uh, here is another one. Liz Zinn. Love it. Says, Dean, uh, what do you think about October 4th? Uh, EBS, excuse me, EBS. Do you think it will activate the uh, miracle jab through frequency? Uh, you know what? You know, we've had a few of these uh, scenarios over the course of three years now where we were, uh, it was going to be an indefinite blackout following some kind of uh, system test and nothing really happened. So this could be, yeah, I mean, what, what I, I'm anticipating that time is what we anticipated last time or we didn't really, but it happened anyways. And that is the following that uh, there could be blackouts um, throughout the country. They say sporadically like it was last time. And it could be a test of which region uh, reacts to a certain uh, system compared versus another one. So, I mean, it could be just more of nothing, another test, another, you know, propaganda piece. But uh, if what you're saying is true, I mean, yeah, that, that is a science fiction becoming reality and a nightmare becoming just all too true of uh, reality as well. Very, very, uh, very worrisome. Okay, here's one more here. Sheila Thompson, you are absolutely correct. Um, thank you for uh, bringing this point up. Uh, teacher unions are the provocateurs. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Although I hear the um, LA Unified School District of Teachers over there, the biggest... I didn't know this till the other day. The biggest union of unified school districts in the country of the United States, I don't know what it is for Canada, is the LA Unified School District. It's so big. Now you think about it. Anything that's so big, the management is always lacking and there's a less, well, there's less accountability and transparency for policies. So if there's a big union of sorts, all I got to do is be some kind of um, communist manifesto lover, infiltrate that union, take it over and march and lead these unions to the slaughter. That's how this all happened. So what do they do? They, they, they send the oaf, Fetterman himself, to Detroit. Interesting. Anyways. Okay, let me uh, go back up. I saw something here. Um, Sell something here. One more, one more. Okay, we have this. And yes, love you too, Carol Brown. Uh, love you, Dana. Good stuff here in Canada. Yeah, you know, I do this each and every night knowing that um, Canadians are not hearing what's happening in their own country. So I, I, I do what I can as a North American to put segments out. And if you don't know, we're on Instagram too because our, our Canadian viewers cannot view uh our content after the lives, they can't view it on, on, on Facebook. So I put it on Instagram and I always put a link out there. I'm up till about three, four in the morning. I'm doing this each and every night because that's how serious this is. So you can find it always on Instagram and brighteon.com. I just can't type brighteon here because, you know, they, they block it. Okay, here's more. Here's more. Um, somebody said, I don't know who it is. Okay, yeah, somebody said that Russell Brand is a, uh, okay, Juan Yankee, who has quite a tongue. Russell was a media operative for a decade. They eat their own. <laughs> what, Juan Yankee, what do you know that I don't know? And who's your source? Who's your insider? Because I wish I could just make blanking statements all night. It'd be so much easier. You know, I think people get uh, upset uh, at me because 
I'll cover a story of what what the narrative and the mainstream narrative is. And then, you know, I got to cover that first. And then we can debate about it and we throw it out there. But you at least got to get the uh, what the headline is out there. Just like any sportscaster would tell you what the score of the game is and try not to posture to one side or the other. And sometimes in a very divisive, uh, very polarized environment that we live in, uh, people can't uh, seem to accept that sometimes. They're like, no, you have to be on my side or else. If you don't meet my uh, qualifications, then you're as good as dead to me. And that's the kind of nature and and, and environment we're living in. So uh, hopefully people have discernment and can understand that. Okay, here's another one here. Uh, Finally, Uh, here is... Okay, yes. Looking for Nigel Dyer, we absolutely adore. This is looking forward for tomorrow. Thank you all, RDM number one show in the world. Yes, you know, Nigel, you're spot on. Yes, we are the uh, late night owls out there. Yes, we'll be there tomorrow. Also, finally, 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 who do I have here? Okay, uh, Joss, thank you very much. You are the only media I trust. Thank you, Dean. Lots of love from Alberta, Canada. Well, lots of love back to you. Lots of love back to you. If I could, I would just Rambo myself up and go to Canada and just take these people out because, you know, and another thing that really, really bothers me is the fact that uh, growing up in our school systems, the very little to nothing that we know about our neighbors to the north, that irks me compared to how many Canadians know about the United States. We know just zilch. And it's frustrating. And I've had to learn in the past three years everything I can about Canada because I care so much about that country now and the people there. Because if we don't save Canada, we're not going to have the United States. So I'm all in. I'm all in with our Canadian neighbors. I am all in. You can count on that. Thank you very much. Uh, First Hawk says, glad I found your show. Well, I'm glad I found you. And finally, Brandy Hallmark and a happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You're only 21 a few times, I'm assuming. Anyways, happy 21st birthday to you. She says, don't eat McDonald's or Wendy's. They're putting MRNA in their burgers. Thank you for telling me. I did not know that. All right. That's where we are there. Okay. uh, I'm going to get out of here. And before I do, uh, you know what time it is. Yes, you do. Final thoughts. not express the arts and opinions of the so-called LLC. Thank you. It's our new uh, announcer. Final thoughts, everybody. Uh, as we now conclude a whopper of an episode of the Lawless Cities and the return of the Oath, you know, the, the fire and the passion in just Jim Fetzer alone can light up an entire Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center over there in New York. But that's just one person with the amount of vigor and determination it's going to take to defeat the narrative and ultimately defeat these people. And if there's anything I can learn from that energy that uh, we witnessed here tonight is that when the odds are against you and the grain is against you as well, and so is the popular sentiment in your peers that succumbing to defeat, succumbing to surrender is never an option. 
So when the tide is against you and everything else in this world, you double down and you go straight up the middle and you got to really break these people's noses and you have to fight like hell for freedom. And that's what it's going to take. That fireball of passion, energy, determination is something that we all have in us, no matter which country, what city, what uh, ethnic uh, studies and backgrounds you have. We all have to find that because these people have. This is just not something that uh, derived overnight in the past couple of years since like Donald Trump was in office. This has been a decades old blueprint of doing a color revolution on the West to sub to do an ideological subversion on us that we're not even sure who the enemy is, except we're killing ourselves. Now, when you understand that, like I have, and many of you out there have, that should tell you who the enemies are and the people that spout the talking points of these uh, nefarious intended dictatorial uh, supremacist, if you want to call them that. It's very now easy. It's very easy to tell and figure out who's who in this in this uh, war. And we do. We know who the common enemy is. And that's what tomorrow this Canadian Million March is going to do. It's going to tell the elites that we are eye to eye with you for the first time in mankind in history. If anything, you should be afraid of what we're going to do to you. So saying that, I stand with the Canadian people, and I will be there tomorrow with Aaron Cates, Inspector Cates. It's Real Deal Media has your back. So I just want to say that. Anyways, um, other notes here. Uh, that's pretty much it. And make sure to support these shows as the censorship could make this show, this network, our last day. You never know. I come into it as it's the last episode ever. Feel free to share it if you like. Feel free to uh, get to know somebody here in this wonderful community because this is our last stand and we're going to make it count. That's for sure. So for Jim Fetzer, for Aaron Cates and everyone else here at Real Deal Media, I'm Dean Ryan saying thank you for sharing a bit of your night with all of us here. I'll be back tomorrow morning at that ungodly hour, but I'll be there. I'll be there. So uh, in the meantime, never forget to stay tuned and always remember to stay awake. Good night, everybody. Oh.